Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to an all games radio network broadcast of allgames.com. Allgames.com. Knuckleballer Radio, where I'm one of your hosts, Sean Freeman, and I'm joined by the awesome Eli Sodom and the Mr. Captain Chaos. Captain, man, how are you doing? What's up, Sean? Oh, I'm, I'm beat, man. Beat. I'm beat. <laughs> so, so, dude, are, are you still are you still in California? Are you at no. Disney still? No. Thank God, oh, you're, no. You're home? I thought you were still in West Coast, Tom. No, dude. It was a red eye last night. Left Cali about... I don't know, 8.30 last night, got back to Connecticut about 6.30 this morning with a plane full of screaming children. Uh, so, all right, you know, I've never had a red eye, right? But every time I've flown, I've probably flown 20, 25 times. I'm so hyper and excited just for the flight itself. I would have trouble sleeping. So do you – Do you now, now – we talked about this before. Usually, like if we're going to Vegas mm-hmm. or c- coming back, a lot of times, you know, I'll take that shot of NyQuil to knock myself out. But can you just naturally normal sleep on a plane, or, or do you are you up all night whenever you do the red eye, or do you take NyQuil? Do you, do you have assistance, Chaos? Uh, no, I avoid assistance on things. I, I avoid medication like the plague. Um, but night. Good man. I mean, the Z stuff they have out now, but you know, to knock no. me out. No, no. In fact, I had a coffee before uh, I got on the flight. Um, I, it depends. You know, I took a. You know, we, the plane ride out to California left uh, Connecticut around I don't know eight o'clock in the morning last week, right. and uh, I slept. For a good portion of that flight out, the one last night, I don't know. I guess I dozed off here and there, um, but like you know, um, I mean, there was literally I had uh, screaming kids in surround six point one surround sound. They uh, they were to the left of me, they were to the right of me, they were behind me, they right, were in right, front right. of me, um, like Whoville, right? 
Um, I had my uh, new noise canceling headphones, uh, Bluetooth headphones, that I hardly have used because I don't usually need he- usually use headphones that much. Um, and it, it was wonderful. I, I was just rocking out the entire time. But uh, yeah, so did I? Yes, I can sleep on a plane. Uh, did I sleep on this one? Not as much as I think I would have liked. I mean, I've been dragging ass all day. I, you know, there's, there's been some mini naps. A few things have come up during the day that I've had to deal with, but you're a little lag too. Also, right. Hmm? You're a little bit lag too on, on top of the red eye though. The three hour difference. Jet lag. Yeah. That, that usually doesn't hit me until, uh, like a couple of days later. Oh, okay. So that that'll probably hit me Saturday, which is, it, the nice thing is I I have the rest of the week off tomorrow, you know, today and tomorrow, and then I have the weekend. So, uh, you know, and going to a convention and being on a plane, usually I end up sick uh, yeah. within twenty four to forty eight hours after the flight. So this will give me time to be ready to go back to work on Monday, which is going to be hell. Dude, there's nothing like that cushion after vacation, and a lot of times I'll do that. You know, like if we'll take a cruise, it'll be like Saturday to Saturday, but a lot of times I'll take that Monday also. You know, I'll yeah. take a weekend one day, but you know, at least a two day cushion, man, is always nice because that's like, you know, a lot of people. I, I like 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 for me, I like a cushion after vacation, and the day after Christmas is almost a mm-hmm. must that I need off because you know. You know, uh, everybody at my work, they're all about money, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we can we can make an hour." Oh, you know, they they count their pennies at work, but me, I'm like, you know what? Eh, screw it. Uh, I, I don't want to work the day after Christmas because I, I like to relax the day of Christmas. But the same way with a vacation, I, I need that cushion. Are, are you yeah. the type of person that's like that? Like the like, do you like to work December 26 chaos, or or do you like to have that cushion of one day after Christmas? I've always bet. You know, uh, my deal is. I'm taking the whole week of Thanksgiving off, and then right. the the, pe- uh, the people with kids, I say you you can have Christmas week. That's cool with me. I, I've gotten so used to working on the 26th. It's nice when I get it every once in a while, but I, I'm just used to it at this point. And you know now uh, everybody's grown, so it's you know just uh, an extravagant meal. For uh, Christmas and you know whether it you know, I, so the twenty sixth isn't a big deal for me and honestly it is a great day to, for me to work because nobody's there. Nobody, right. I'm not. I'm not getting you know all the attorneys, all the doctors. They're all up on the ski slopes. They've taken the week off, so I'm not getting any phone calls. I can get a shitload of work done. Um, so it's your time, right? Chip yeah. Time. So yeah. So I mean. It it can be very productive in my office on the twenty uh, Christmas week. Right, right. Well, Cass, I, I know you're going to want, want to talk about some Disney because I got some questions about it. There's a lot of things announced, but I, I kind of got a warm up to- topic that we were talking you, you about. You have a at convention work. yourself to cover. We got we're, yeah, we got a yeah. packed show for just we, for we a two man yeah, crew tonight. And I, and I got some new Apple wearables this week that uh, that I've been on the fence about. So uh, I want to know some. Some, you know, I need some assistance with uh, the smartwatch uh, that I bought because, you know, I know you and Eli are, are enjoyers. You know, it's, uh, it's a nice 
not a necessity, but a luxury that you guys like. But, but Chaos, Talk we were talking at work. Months. Talk yeah. to me in six months. It'll be a necessity. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's what he, that's what Eli was telling me. But, but, but you just stayed in a hotel, right, Chaos? Mm-hmm. And it, you know, in California, you know, on, on your Disney trip, you went to D twenty three over there. But we were talking at work, and and, and I want to talk about Shia LaBeouf. And Shia LaBeouf, you know, was arrested. Uh, I saw and, something about I I have not seen much news this week, Sean. So start at the beginning. All right. Well, Shia LaBeouf was arrested, and he ended up uh, uh, calling the cop, "You bitches!" He said, "If I had my gun, I would use it on you." And just went off on these guys, right? But during this argument, the whole time he's saying he's like, "Like, dude, I just asked you for a fucking cigarette, and you arrested me." For public drunkenness in my hotel. So, so here's my debate. It, it's not about how he treated the cops, right? Because that that was bad. It's what escalated him to get that mad. Now, chaos. Whenever you go stay in a hotel, you're paying for that to be your home, right? Mm-hmm. That's your home for a week. So, yeah. here's my debate. Public drunkenness, I understand, but if you are paying for your home to be a hotel. The hotel is serving you drinks. They're, you know, they're, they're helping you get to public drunk level. Mm. But here's my debate, Chaos. He was super drunk, tried to bomb a cigarette off a cop. Cops always drunk and arrested him. Now, should there be a little force field there whenever you pay for that to be your home for the week? I mean, should they be able to come in a hotel... And arrest you for public drunkenness. Whenever that hotel has served you drinks and you're paying that hotel for that to be your home for a week. Is that the same thing as like just being on a sidewalk in a public? I mean, for, yeah. Well, where, ex- I, 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 where exactly was he? Was he inside the hotel bumming the cigarette or was he well, out? And he was inside the hotel. The cop was in there and he, and he was like sloppy drunk. But was like, come on a cigarette. And the cop arrested him for public drunkenness. Now, you know, everybody at work is like, no, public drunkenness is everywhere. But I'm like, you know what? He's paying for that to be his home for the week. It's not like he's out at a McDonald's. He's not out at a public Target. He's in what I consider is his home for that week. You know, if you're paying to stay there. So should people be able to be arrested for just simply being drunk, not causing havoc, but for simply public drunkenness in a hotel that you're staying at where they served you the drinks. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's like an iron sword. Do you understand what I'm saying? It, that it's a weird situation because. <laughs> All right. I'm going, I'm going to start uh, splitting hairs here. Right. Was he in the bar at the hotel or was he in the lobby? I don't know. All he said was the hotel. Tiger, can you find the clip of Shia LaBeouf uh, being arrested? I think there's two or three clips, but but find one of them clips, Tiger, and play it. And, 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 and this is – he's like, dude, all I did was ask you for a cigarette, you racist fuck. And, and, and he starts going off. But something escalated him to be that mad. But his point was, was dude, I was just in my hotel – you're arresting me for public drunkenness, and, and I was nice as can be and asked you for a cigarette. Tiger, can you find that clip? I, 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 think, I think I can. I find two here. All right. Uh, 
They're from a week ago. I'll play yeah, the first one. One of them then. is inside a car. Yeah, play play the first one, and uh, you know they're, they're real short, maybe maybe a minute. I, I don't listen to this. I don't, this is after he's arrested. I don't think this one's inside what? the car because the thumbnail shows. Uh, well, well, we'll see what happens here. Yeah, yeah, get the one before he's in the car. You don't want the one in the car. What did I do, sir? Bro, why you yelling my face? Oh, I have rights. I have, I have rights. I'm an American. Come on, talk to me. You got me in my hotel. Arrested me in my hotel for doing what, sir? Let's go. Yo, you really got these cuffs on me heavy, bro. I'll fix you. Let me out. Listen, can we talk me and you? No, we can't talk nothing. Listen, I, I'm, not, I'm not I'm the one that arrested American. you. Okay. I'm my taxes. Get these shits off my okay. fucking arms. So so we're not going to have a conversation? No. Okay. You're going to put these shits off my arms or you be fucking fucked. We fighting for You got a president don't give a shit about you. And you stuck in a police force that don't give a fuck about you. So you want to arrest white people who give a fuck? Who ask for cigarettes? I came up to you trying to be nice, you stupid bitch. I came up to you asking for a cigarette, you dumb fuck. Why would I ask for a cigarette if I was racist, you stupid bitch? I was asking for a cigarette, you said no. I said word. And then you arrested me, you dumb fuck. They got cameras everywhere, you dummy. I got more millionaire lawyers than you know what to do with, you stupid bitch. I'm from it, you dummy. Okay. My right, man, just look that way and let me see your cuff, right? 14 Alpha 1. 14 Alpha 1. 1. 14 Alpha 1. That video is. Am I in custody? The cuffs are too tight. Why am I in custody? Why am I in custody? Because you're an asshole. Alright, um, now, not, not, not the content. But something escalated him from, and I, I don't know the full story. But could the hotel have called saying, "Look, we got a this drunken asshole flopping around our lobby"? Like, uh, chat, help us out. Is you know, all I've seen is the clips that you just heard, Chaos. Those are video clips mm-hmm. uh, of all that. But taking the content away if you're in a hotel you know what i mean and you're a little tipsy you're having fun la 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 miss chaos y'all out there dancing and all of a sudden a cop comes up and arrests you for public drunkenness that's your home man you're kind of paying for it yeah. i think you should have a little leeway but yeah. I, I don't know the full story but well but, but i'll, I'll take it on, i'll take it it's at a, your home but, for a week to where you can you know you, you can drink a little you know they served you the drinks probably well your home is your room your home is not the lobby Right. All right. I'm gonna. We'll go there for. That's one point I want to make. But the other problem is, there's a bar there. If you were drunk in the bar, they True. would stop serving you and tell you to, you know, go sleep it off. Or, I give you that. Or leave. Yeah, true. So, uh, I think while I understand what you're saying, Sean, um, you know, take, let's say, okay, so. If the hotel if the hotel is my home and I wanted to piss in the f- fern in the corner in my f- foyer well that's home, bad I could yeah right but I can't do that at the hotel but but if you if you and miss chaos all right me and you we meet in a bar chaos and we're like you want know, fucking shot 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 and they bring us out around the tequila you know what we have a beer we have another beer you know what bring two shots of tequila shot 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 
and we are just fucked up, Chaos. And mm-hmm. we're walking back to our room. And we at, we bought, bum a cigarette from a cop. And get arrested. I mean, is, is that... It depends on... I'm sure it's legal because they arrested him, but is it right? It, no, in that situation, as somebody who it's has... It's hard, right? I mean, it's hard to think about. I mean, you know, it's... Well, the few times I've been caught drunk in public, uh, usually it's time to go home, son. You know, and uh, yes, sir. You know, I didn't turn around and call the cop a fucking bitch. (laughs) That was crucial. And he ends up telling me I had my gun. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I mean, uh, you know, it's sort of like when we did the Black Lives Matter thing. Right. A police officer says something to you. The way you avoid, and I don't want to get into this again because, you know, uh, we've already done this. But the thing is, it's yes, yes, officer, yes, sir. You know, they they are a hired. uh, Yes, they're. It's my tax dollars paying their salary, but they're to protect us from all the bad guys and ourselves in certain situations. And if I'm stumbling around drunk. And a cop says, uh, son, I think you've had enough to drink and you should go home. I don't turn around and say, fuck you, bitch. You know, you're, you're my little bitch. That's not the way, that's not the proper response. It's like, yes, sir, officer. And then you stumble off and go wherever out of his, his line of sight. But, um, in terms of, you know, we don't, there could be more. He could have been causing right. uh, a commotion in the lobby. He could have been, you know, even just being a dr- uh, a stumbling drunk in the lobby. You know, there's kids. There's, you know, it. your room may be your house in the hotel, but the lobby isn't. It's a public spot. And if you've been right. told to leave or you've been told to uh go somewhere else or take it to your room and be as drunk. You can be as drunk as you want in your room. But, uh, you know, if you're causing a commotion and disrupting their business, then Then, then it's a problem. I I think, I think it's a problem. Right. Right. Because, but, you know, it was just something that I thought about all week about, you know, and like I said, I don't know the full details. You know, Surtur says in chat, he was outside on the street drunk. When the cops started to arrest him, he went into the lobby of the hotel. Uh, he was in the lobby of the hotel. Notice he doesn't say my hotel room. He just mm-hmm. says my hotel. So Surtur so, says he needs help. But, but I mean, he's, he, you know, this has been, I know you've been on vacation, but this has been in the TMZ world. This has been like, craziness because you know he he talked you know all the racist stuff that he's kind of saying and then he says he he would shoot the cop if he had his gun yeah well you know right there i mean uh that that's you know that's a fel threatening a cop is a felony yeah so uh i think they put him on the it was like a $2,500 $2,500 bond <laughs> so he paid it in free to sell but but you know it, it's just Crazy, you know, because there, there's a lot of team Shia people also. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? I, I, uh, I'm know, thinking... It's kind of, there's this fence, this side of the fence and that side of the fence. But it's just, you know, we've been talking about it at work, and I wanted to 
debate it here with you on, on, on knuckleball, you know, about just what you had thought in general. I'm, I'm thinking there's a little more to the story. Uh, okay. Uh, it sounds to me like he got mouthy with a cop. Right. And that and that's what happened. You know, uh, the cop probably told him, uh, sir, you're drunk. Uh, you know, please go go home or go go wherever. And he walked into his hotel. And, you know, but I'm sure he didn't uh, walk into his hotel without s- saying something to the cop, because if you're that drunk, you're bulletproof. I've been there, done that. Um, you know, and, you and, you know, uh, he he probably escalated the situation. And, you know, you, you're take you're taken away from public drunkenness. And then threatening to shoot the cop? Well, you know, the, <laughs> That's that bad. makes it worse. But so I, you know, you know uh, when it basically uh, you kind of limit your rights once you're drunk, right? Because you're impaired, your judgment is impaired, and at that point, uh, the cop is not only is not only out there for everybody else's safety, but he also needs to protect you from you. And God knows I have done a lot of stupid, dangerous things when I've been drunk. So, which is why I don't drink anymore. But you know, laws can be enforced, but a lot of times you know they're overlooked. Like I had a buddy, a guy that uh, actually my parents raised. He used to live with me, Doug. Uh, he had bad parents, but uh, whenever he got married, they had a kid. His wife had jury duty, and you you know she didn't skip out on jury duty. They didn't go on vacation. She just woke up and went to work and, and forgot about it. I mean, it was just a simple, honest mistake. She worked at Walmart, Chip. Mm-hmm. The cops came and arrested her on the job while she was on the clock, took her out in handcuffs, and took her to jail. Well, Doug went up there, my buddy, and uh, went up there to pay her bond, and they set an example out of her, and they said there was no bond set. It was minimum four days in jail for missing jury duty. And they could do it. They could enforce the law mm-hmm. because they were in the right. Just sometimes, you know, they don't. But they, you know, a lot of people didn't show up. But, but you know, he's like, dude, she, we, you know, we just forgot. She, she went to work and punched in, and it was just an honest mistake. But the judge, man, minimum four days, man, no bail set. So she had to stay there for four days for <laughs> missing jury duty. But you know what? They enforced the law. That's the law. They can do that. So. And it's, you know, sometimes it's done to make an example and put uh, something on the news. You know, it's, uh, you know, he- here's this woman who just, you know, innocently forgot. But the law is the law and uh, you run and this is the risk you run if you skip out on jury duty. Right. And it did. So, and, you know, it, it gets a story on the 6 o'clock local news, and maybe maybe less people skip out. Right. But, you know, I've always wondered about this, and Freeman and Mommy was talking about when we were watching, and then, and then we'll move on from the story, but the video that you heard and the video that you see is the, own, is the body cams from the cops, right? Okay. How does that get into the media's hands? They give it to is, is that public record or, you know, to, to for me, it seems like that stuff should be guarded and kept for the courtroom only. 
But it's weird, man. The day it happened, the night it happened, man, it was all over Facebook, all over the news and TMZ, and it's just crazy. But, you know, it just seems like it being the actual body cams that, uh, you know, like you said, they, evidently they just hand that mess over and it not be a problem. You know, uh, all I agree with you there, but, I mean, the media demands it almost immediately, you know, with, um, you know, all the various uh, cop shootings over the last couple of years. Uh, you would think all this would be kept as evidence and not uh, put out there for public consumption, but we see it every night on the news. Yeah, they have coin, too. My aunt's house, whenever I was younger, they had a, a shooting out in front of their house, Chip, and they had the, the barricade set up, right, to where nobody could get near the, their front door. You know, it happened, you know, out in the street right in front of their house. Mm-hmm. So the barricade was all the way around the building. Well, Fox News, uh, the local news, uh, WGHP, was uh, they were trying to film, but they couldn't see chaos, right? They, they couldn't see where the, the, the shells were laying. But, you know, my aunt could look out her front door and see the shells all out in yeah, where where they just sprayed somebody, and uh, you know there, there was no there was no murder. It, it was a, there was a shooting, and nobody got shot. So or no, a guy got shot but didn't die. So uh, the Fox News asked my aunt, they're like, you know, can we come in your house and kind of film through your door or whatever? My aunt was like, nah, you know, I'd rather not. And they were like, you know what? Uh, for five hundred dollars, can we film? Yeah, come on, come on in. Come on in. So, yeah, they handed them, you know, evidently they keep a pocket full of cash for stuff like that. But, like you said, evidently they just hand it over. But I'm sure a lot of them TMZ guys are uh, loaded with some uh, cash money for stuff like that. Oh, yeah. But my aunt was like, yeah, oh, yeah, 500. Yeah, come on. Yeah, <laughs> film all you want. <laughs> right through that door, right that way. There was no murder. Yeah. What was that? Yeah, there's, there's some uh, echo. So la- that was that was you about thirty seconds ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Whoops. TC's on it. <laughs> um, yeah, I you know it, it's interesting how they get that footage uh, that quickly, and yeah, I think uh, to an extent, uh, you know, they're and you know every jurisdiction is different, every state is different. There's different right. rules in different counties as to. What, uh, you know, is allowed to be given out and what needs to be kept as evidence. And so and these days you're tried in the court of public opinion. You're you're tried on TMZ. You're not tried in a courtroom. Yeah, that's true. So you're uh, guilty. (laughs) Well, not until proven. I mean, yeah, guilty until proven innocent. But uh, so so you're in California this week, chaos. Big D23, no do you want to do your convention first? Yeah, because mine's kind of small. All right. I, you talk to TC. I got to take a leak. All right. <laughs> All right. Hey, Tiger, how you doing? Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. Uh, but I'll just beat around the bush because uh, I'm by myself, guys. But uh, so, chat, what's up? They do it, guy. I want to say thanks to Billy. Okay, Bella. Sir Terror, Freeman Daddy. Freeman Daddy, you're cool, man. You're cool. Uh, but yeah, I went to a con this past week, uh, which was SuperCon. It was a new thing for North Carolina, and it's uh, a con that's kind of in bigger cities like Orlando, New York, uh, Los Angeles. 
and Supercon uh, for some reason, and, and, and I know the reason that we got it because they said on the news was uh, sorry. North Carolina is. Uh, sorry about that. I, what was that? I was away for a bit. I was away for a bit. I, I hear me talking. Yeah, because I, I left the I left the room for a bit. Oh, it's okay. Captain Chaos had to go pee. And, uh, I think he's sitting down now. Uh, probably take either, either that or he's taking the biggest dump. He might be taking a dump. What's up, SG? How are you, buddy? Uh, but I was at Supercon. And like I said, those, uh, are usually around in big cities. Uh, you, you know, that, that you hear about it. A lot of times I would see people posting about going to Supercon, like in New York and, all, all these other cities, but but we did get one. You know, small North Carolina. We're not small. We got some good cities, uh, but our state capital, Raleigh, is uh, surrounded by people that send the cons and stuff. Because you know, for one, we're becoming a big gaming industry state. Uh, uh, you know, carry and way. Raleigh and all that. Well, while, while I was talking oh, about, uh, yeah, oh, nice chaos, nice. But uh, but I was talking about going to Supercon. You know, usually Supercons are in big cities, but we're Supercon as hell. You know, North Carolina's becoming huge in the gaming industry. You got Cary, North Carolina, and Raleigh, North Carolina. And, uh, you know, a lot of the modern warfares are made here. Uh, what was Cliffy B's company? Bethesda. Yeah, Bethesda. It. Yeah, and, and, you know, all that's uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina, or Cary, North Carolina. The new Friday the 13th was developed. In Raleigh, North Carolina, but we're coming big in the gaming industry. But, but they, they had a thing on the news about you know how did we get Supercon? You because know, Supercon, like I said, is always in big cities. But Raleigh is surrounded by colleges. You know, you got UNC, you got NC State, Duke University, uh, and and you know it's like the perfect chemistry nerd off type place. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know they they kind of took it on a whim and had Supercon here, and, and it was a, a really big success, I think. It's like 80,000 people, something like that, attended. And uh, it was a huge success. But like I said, with the gaming industry and all that. But, but Chaos, you know, I, I've been to Walker Stalker Con. And I've been to, like, Christmas Cons or, you know, like, you know never a nerd con. You know, the, the ones that I've been to has been horror or just like something at the Coliseum. You know, and it's not even like a con. It's a show, like a boat show or this or that. But but I've never been to a nerd show, uh, con. And yeah, you know, I met Jay Lee there. Uh, you know, one of the longest time listeners of of Knuckleball. So uh, me and Jay Lee and Freeman, Mom, we, uh, I got pressed. Jay Lee, uh, he had to wait in the two hour line to get in. We got to bypass all that. But I bet because I've never been to a con to where you know it was a lot of wrestlers there. Uh, there were people from The Walking Dead, and then you know like uh, Doctor Who was there. Uh, Rick and Morty. You know, and, and, you know, whenever you go to a con and you see that there's a two-hour wait for the voices of Rick and Morty, you know, of a cartoon, you're like, wow, these people are really into this. And then they had, like, uh, what's that game out? Some game. Ashton, man, he waited an hour and a half to get this chick's autograph. You know, like, the voice actors were charged, like, 40 bucks for an autograph. But, uh, but then you had, like, J.J., from Good Times, it was there. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the Reading Rainbow guy, uh, you know, which I never knew that the Reading Rainbow guy was the guy from Star Trek that has the thing over his eyes. 
Oh, Jordy LaForge. Uh, yeah, uh, LeVar I, Burton. Yeah, I never knew that, that was the same guy. Okay. I was more excited that he was reading Rainbow than Star Trek. You know, I wasn't a Star Trek fan. But then they had, like, uh, I think his name was Data from Star Trek. Yeah. Okay, so you had the next generation cast there. Right. And then, you know, like, uh, then Jason Mewes was there from Jay and Silent Bob. And then they had the girl from Chasing Amy, which has been a lot of, like, Jim Carrey movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you, you know, Tony Todd was there. And Tony Todd was in uh, the remake, the Tom Savini remake of Night of the Living Dead. But he was also in Platoon. He was in, you know, he was uh, Candyman. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I'd never been to a nerd con like that. So it was nice going in there. You know, Michael Rooker from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was there. But, but uh, you know, when you go to Walker Stalker, it's more celebrity based than booth based. So, you know, you might go in there and they'll have like three, you know, they may have like 20 vendors, Chaos. Mm-hmm. It's got these big booths set up to where they're selling Funko Pops and they're selling comics and action mm-hmm. figures. But in this con, there were probably 150 vendors mm-hmm. and probably, you know, still like 50 celebrities. Mm-hmm. So at Walker Stalker, you have to pay to do everything. You know, so I've never been to a nerd con to where, you know what, you can go up to the Geico booth and play a game and win a bag and this, you know, and, and, you know, swag, you know, so I've never been to a con where they're just handing out swag type stuff. So, dude, aside from the celebrities, I had so much fun just browsing and looking and, you you know what, you know. Like I've been telling you. Right. And, dude, I had a lot of fun. There could have been no celebrities there, and, and I would have had a blast just seeing all the old toys and the comics and, and, you know, it was it was really nice, and you've always told me about how good these cons are. Just where you know, it's just like you know, what? just just go browsing, not necessarily shopping. You know, see something like you buy it, but you just enjoy reminiscing and seeing some of the old stuff and the new stuff, and you know, like uh, the the fidget spinner booth. You know, you see all these fidget spinners on mm-hmm. Facebook for sale. You know, you, well, this booth has got all these fidget spinners where I can put my hands on it. So let's look at this one, Chip. Let's look at that one. You know, this is neat. Oh, my God, look. There's a, there's a sticker I've been wanting. Y'all seen this sticker all over the place, but I didn't know where to get it. There it is. Yeah, I can buy the sticker. But the browsing part, man, I really loved of Supercon. And like I said, I'm, you know, Walker Stalker is horror and more horror, and everything's just so expensive that, you know, there's no swag, there's no this, none of that. If you want to... Yeah, a bumper sticker, you know what you're gonna have to pay three bucks for, you know, because this company is gonna charge you for a bumper sticker to promote their company. But this you know, you know, like this con, you know, that they were handing out stuff left and right to promote themselves. Mm-hmm. Stickers and this and that, you know. It used to and, be better. Put your bag up. But I, I really enjoyed it, man. You're right, man. Those cons are a lot of fun and uh it, it was nice to get a taste of it. The the swag has gone downhill. Years years ago, like uh when when I went to um, Pax Prime, uh, I think it was still when I was doing stuff for that other show. Um, right. I came home with twenty four t shirts and a PlayStation wow. Three. Um, I won a PlayStation Three there, um, you know. But I came home just myself, not including the ones Diane got. I came home with twenty three t shirts. Uh, at that PAX. So it used to, and you know, even E3 when uh, Gadget and Fred and I went, you know, we came home with a shitload of stuff. But now, you know, now it's, yeah, a sticker, 
uh, a mini poster. You know, it, the right, swag isn't right. the sh- the swag isn't as uh, great as it once was. You know, a couple of T-shirts, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, and well, I'll get into my NerdCon in a minute. Um, now, you did a panel there, right? No, all right. I, I was here, here's the story. Supercon contacted me and wanted me to moderate a panel. So I was like, you know, all right, you know, they want to know what panel that I wanted. And they, I was like, yeah, I want Ric Flair and I want Jason Muse. And it was kind of an agreement type thing. Only Friday, I didn't realize that I was booked to DJ. So Jason Muse's was Friday. So I missed that on that one. And Ric Flair ended, ended up not even doing a panel. So, once we figured that out, Supercon contacted me, and they're like, you're with the Zombie Research Society and Zombie Cast, and we looked up your stuff. And one cool thing about this chip was, was when you go to Walker Stalker, there's a thousand media people there, mm-hmm. right? But to go to Supercon in order to get media badges, you had to show proof yeah. of a social media where you had more than 30,000 followers. Oh, wow. And Zombie, and Zombie Cast has uh, 42,000, something like that. And being a part of the Zombie Research Society, they have 260,000. So it, it was kind of nice to go in there with the credentials in media and not have to wait in the media line to meet somebody. You know what I'm saying? Because like Walker Stark, you're like, oh, my God, there's 10 media people in front of me. You know, because you know anybody that signs up – pretty much gets media badges as, as long as you have a website to show that you are real mm-hmm. you can get them for walker stalker but, but it was kind of nice because like i said you know you, you had to have improved thirty thousand followers so I, you know whenever i sent the documents to the promoter they 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 saw the numbers and then they you know the society and uh matt moak you know uh the leader of the, the society over there is you know, he was on AMC's The Talking Dead, and then George Romero, which which died last week, uh, the creator of Night of Living Dead, is actually on the board for the Zion Research Society. So, like, Ted went to a con in Los Angeles, and Romero would not talk to anybody. So, Ted had the credentials from the Zion Research Society and was the only person that they allowed back there. So, we got the interview. Uh, but, but Supercon, they contacted me once they figured out about the panels. And the Ric Flair wasn't having a panel, and they're like, we'll tell you what. We want to offer you guys, and these these were huge fucking rooms, man. They're like, we want to offer you the main stage. We'll give you – we'll offer it. We know you can't be here Friday, but but if you can make it Friday, we'll give it to you Friday. Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, we'll give you a 45-minute slot to have the stage for yourself to put on your own presentation. Now, I, I don't know how to even begin <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know, and if we had know, time and money, we could have done something, Sean. You know, I would have right. flown down and we would have put on uh, some type of presentation. But <laughs> and, and they were willing to give me what I needed. You know, if I needed Tony Todd to come on because he's in Night of the Living Dead, they, they would have offered him for my 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 panel. You know what I mean? To where, to where mm-hmm. I offer a panel. So I told him, I was like, you know, we need to talk about this. If it's a success this year, we need to talk about next year, whether it be a podcast panel, a zombie panel, but something. You know, if you're offering me this stage with 80,000 people, yeah, a week notice, two week notice, what do I do? Get up there and be like, uh, I like zombies. Yeah, I I don't know how to go about doing it. 
But I'm going to start researching, man, about how to create content for a panel. You know, Bob Morp, which, uh, you know, me and him Bullshit, Sean, you can, Sean, you do it every fucking week when you I show know. up. That's what Angie said. You do it every goddamn week. We cut, we do two hours. You do, you do two hours here. I do two hours here. And then I do two and a half to three hours over on B team. And we don't have a goddamn script. So right. could could uh, given enough time, could we do it? Yeah, we could. You know, granted, it, I'm not around the corner, so it's not like I can say, you can say, "Hey, Chip, jump into the mango uh, pop tart and meet me at the Civic Center." Right, uh, right. But you know, if that was the case, you we we because first of all, the one thing that you and I are very bad at doing is we overthink things. You and right. I are best on the fly. The show tonight right. is an example. Yeah. You're right, you know, right. Uh, You're all right. sudden, you know, all sudden it's, it's, and you know, I, I've been de- dealing with this for a year now where two of you don't show up every week. Uh, and I'm, I have to, I'm here from now on. We're going to talk about it later. I, I, I'm giving you shit. You know that. Not yet, but, right, right. but it's like, you know, I'll be leaving work thinking that, okay, I got, my 15 20 minute segment to do and then all of a sudden 8 30 comes and it's like shit now i gotta come up with a two-hour show and you've been in the same boat and you you could you could do it um granted it's eighty thousand people and could we do something entertaining we probably want a bit of a script but uh give us 48 hours and you and i could have would have come up with something right but i would have had to get down to north carolina um but, but, yeah, I think, I think they had the coin. Yeah, so I'm going to start talking to them early. Even, like I said, even if it's just based on podcasting, because a lot of, you know, podcasting, you know, 2017 is supposed to be the year of the podcast. Shit, if they're giving you access to whoever you want, we get a lit, we get a couple of, uh, we look over the guest list. We say, you know, we'd like this person, this person, or this, per- you know, give them five if we get two of them and we know in advance, you and I, we could do something. And I, right. I, I will go to SuperCon next year with you. I'll commit now. All and right? and if it's good, yeah, I think they would be willing to have us in Orlando, to have us in Massachusetts, to have us in Los Angeles. Because right, they yeah. were in need of some content. They're like, we, we're in need of content. So, you know, to offer oh. us the stage for 45 minutes all three days and – now, I see, you know, Stranger Things kids were there and this and that, you know, so they, it, it was a lot of good people. But I think just in general, if you said, you know, even a, a, a podcasting 101 panel for 45 minutes. Oh, for Christ's sake. What, no, let's what, do whatever. something. Let's no. Let, uh, if they're giving a, a we'll talk. But if we if you want to try and do something next year and I have enough notification um, I will find a way to swing it. And one of the good things that I learned was, uh, you know, I was worried, you know, whenever they first pitched it to me, I was like, you know, I, I don't even really have any vinyl signs. I don't, I don't have no background. I don't have this. I don't have that. Now, each stage, and, and especially the main stage, had, I mean, 30-foot jumbotrons on each side of the stage. So all you need is a digital JPEG yeah. for anything. So it's like if I went there and want to do a zombie cast panel, I was going to do is email them the JPEG, and they're going to blast it 
30 feet, you know, they're, they're going to make me look good with those jumbotrons. And I, see, I just didn't realize all that. I was like, you know, I, don't, I don't even, you know, I don't even have a sheet I can hang up with my logo on it. But, you know, times have changed. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, all I had to do was, like, send them the knuckleballer radio, uh, yeah, you know, we, logo, and they'll could, blow it up gigantic as big as the building. I'd be, and, you know, you, you've at least moderated in front of thousands of people. I haven't right. done that yet. So, and, you know, I do this, and it's easy because I'm sitting in my own desk chair. Uh, and while there's, I don't know how many people over on All Games Network, but listening, but, um, you know, we do this, and I think I could, I think I could make it through, but, you know, uh, it, it'd be interesting. So, right. you know, if they, if they reach out to you next year and you need, if you need somebody to go up there with you, um, as long as it isn't, as long as we don't do zombies, I'm good. Because right. I don't know squat about zombies, but w- w- we could figure something out. But and I, I, I think the idea uh, doing a how-to on podcasting, that's a way to clear a room real quick. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you, you, you and I obviously could uh, ha- have enough experience where, yes, we could do a uh, a panel on podcasting and what not to do just listen to any of our shows each week and you'll learn exactly what you should never ever do but um you that's that's not going to put that's not going to put asses in seats right and if they're saying hey uh well tell here's our guest list who would you like who can we get for you and you know you know if it's the kid from stranger things you know, I rewatch. You know, you rewatch the season a couple of times. You take notes. You uh, f- figure out a few questions, and you go from there. Um, right, right. But you know, so yes, but yeah. I mean, telling you the day before that that would be a little uh, that'd be a little hard pressed. Yeah, kind of especially like, uh, solo. Yeah, and yeah, I know Matt Moak. He he writes a lot of books. You know, the founder of the Zombie Society, and he does tours around like college campuses. Mm-hmm. But he has a quarterly plan done you know we start off with this then this then this then this but you know and and he takes that on tour with it but but like if we came up with with a quarterly you know what i'm saying you got a full circle all right this first quarter is going to be this then this you know and had something organized i think it would be easy to do a rough outline is what i like to refer to yeah rough outline so so Maybe it's yeah, something we, to look into. Maybe. I mean, you know, uh, so, okay, you didn't do any panels. Did you meet up with anybody? Uh, I, you know, we got the celebrities. I pretty much met them all. We got there early mm-hmm. uh, where, where I had the media stuff. And, you know, able to walk up and at least, you know, Jason Mewes, uh, you know, Ric Flair was there, all these wrestlers. Uh, was a Hacksaw, Jim Duggan. Uh, so really before – Many people got there. I got I got to go through and, and handshake hi. Here's mm-hmm. a card type deal. Uh, but but the one person fan that I met up with was Jay Lee, and uh, you know Jay Lee is uh, like family to me now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we met through Knuckleball Cast uh, whenever I first started, and he's always just uh, been like a a brother to me. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know he uh, we met, and uh, he was going through a rough time, a rough divorce. Uh, he kind of bonded with knuckleball cast and uh we met and uh, i kind of helped him 
or he says I helped him through some hard times. And he recently uh, had another breakup. So, you know, he thanked me later on social media for uh, being there once again, which, uh, you know, Jay Lee, you know, I'm more honored to hang out with you than you are with me. So it's always a good time. But but I had fun. Supercon, man, was nice. You know, like I said, just walking around and not as corporate. Like like a Walker Stalker, right, Chip? They've got, say, like if Norman Reedus is there. Or or anybody, Michael Rooker's there, right? Where where they have him signing autographs, they'll have curtains up just to where you can't just simply take a picture of Michael Rooker. And if you whip your camera at it, Walker Stalker, the damn Walker Stalker, you know the the nerd police comes out and they shut you down real quick. Mm-hmm. They yeah they'll put their hand in front of the camera and be like, no, you will not take pictures from a hundred feet away of Michael Rooker. You will keep walking or you will leave. So this con, you know, there was no police out like that. You know, if Michael Rooker's there signing autographs, you know what? You you kind of walk in between the the line on the left and Michael Rooker's line. You walk up, you snap a picture real quick and walk away. Nothing was said. Jay Lee done it all day long. And uh, it it was nice not being as Nazi as as the Walker Stalker con, dude. So I really enjoyed it, man. I really enjoyed it. All right. So what did you buy? Um... Some fidget spinners. Uh, we bought some plush stuff that the kids wanted. Uh, but but the main thing that I like is like a lot of times they'll have like a company where you can buy like a, a metal cup. Mm-hmm. And it's like all the homemade root beer all day. That's the type of stuff that I like. You know, like, like a sentimental cup from the con that's got this company on it. It's got Supercon on it. Uh, so I, I kind of like stuff like that. But, yeah, there was no big purchases. But uh, just some fun stuff. You know, my kids, they wanted to buy a lot more uh, than what we got them. And Jay Lee almost bought them some stuff. And Freeman Mommy was like, nope, you know, we got a big vacation coming up. So, uh, you know, it was more, you know, like uh, the cinnamon pecans and the, the, the ice creams and the, you know, more or less the fun stuff. So now you can see why I say, no, you don't need to spend uh, – you, you you once said that you would have to spend eight hundred dollars at a convention, right? Now you understand. No, you don't. Yeah, not, you, not, we just not had fun. The, not the big cons, right? Now, granted, I spend usually I spend more than eight hundred dollars, but I'm buying shit. Um, all right. No, no, no I just I was just curious. I mean, hundred dollar autographs is nuts. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you know my opinion on that. I I don't. You're you and one of my best friends. You know, you you both uh, get these giant boners because uh, Ralph Macchio uh, is signing, or one of the kids from the Goonies that I couldn't pick out of a police lineup is there signing. I couldn't I I couldn't give two shits. Right, ninety percent of the time, uh, you know, if I ever met anyone from the cast of Shield, it would be to try and get them to come on my show. You know, something like that, or Michael Rooker. Uh, you know, as because I thought he did a great job as Yandu. I would, you know, I would talk to him uh, and say uh, and see if I could get an interview. But you know that the signing and photo shit. Yeah, I'm not that. I'm not big on that stuff. I'm right, and me neither. Like I said, usually I got the passes to bypass all that. Yeah, but see, even if I had but, the passes, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. I, I just I wouldn't waste my time. I guess is the way to right. put it. Not but only we had I, fun just gallivanting around. Yeah. It was nice. So, so D twenty three. 
My son has been talking about it all week. He's been showing me these clips. And I was like, you know what? Uncle Chaos is there, Ash. And he's like, oh, my God, really? I was like, yeah, man. Chaos is over there right now. He's at D23. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there was a lot of announcements. There was, uh, you know, uh, one of the things that they liked was that they showed, like, all the movies, like, through 2019 or something like mm-hmm. that. They came out with the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like the, the real person, Lion King, and stuff like that. The, mm-hmm. The new yep, yep. Star Wars hotel that they announced. Yep, yeah. Just yeah. All, all kinds of stuff. So uh didn't get to so, see any of it, Sean. <laughs> but you were there amidst all of it and walking, you know, and I would see pictures. It was weird, well, like uh what what was the big glove thing from Marvel that you posted a picture of? Because I saw all these gigantic okay. websites posting pictures of this like gold glove and these guys standing there, and, and here you are. Yeah, with your camera snapping pictures of it, you know, seeing all this stuff in person, okay. which is awesome. So, so, so let me tell you about D23 and uh, the the abortion that it is. All right, and is it at the park? No, it is at the Anaheim Convention Center, which is kind of across from the park. It was probably, yeah, let's call it. Uh, at most uh, a seven or eight block walk from uh, the Paradise Pier Hotel, which is directly across from California Disney. Gotcha. Um, if you were on, if you were on the park side of the hotel, you know the Park View side of the hotel, you could see all of Disney California because uh, I, I could see it from one of the elevators. Um, so is that, I mean, is, that, the- is that where the ducks play? Or no, that's by the Coliseum, right? Not the I have no, I have no idea. It, it might be – there, there was a building right next to it. It could have been that. So uh, th- this is a convention that is held every other year for Disney Files. And it was a goddamn clusterfuck from the minute we got there. Now, uh, which was the line to get in, right? I remember you were. Oh, not just, you gave just, up on the line, right? Just, well, that was Saturday. Uh, Friday, you know, if you're a, you could join D23. Anyone can join D23, but to be a, D, if you're a gold member, you get additional perks. One right. of which we thought was uh, front front of the line or uh, preferred seating type thing. And we, we didn't do it beforehand. We should have. We both agreed we should have done it, just done it a, a month beforehand. But uh, so we stand in line to buy the gold pass. We get to the window. We asked three different people, oh, yeah, get them over here. We get to the window. They're here. Oh, we're just giving them out. You have to have already pre-purchased it. So we oh. wasted an hour standing in that line. My wife gets in the other line. I'm on my phone trying to get into the Disney desktop site because you can't get it from the Disney mobile site. So you're trying to purchase some, right? So, yes. So I I finally purchase a gold membership. I get back in the line for another half hour. Meanwhile, Diane is almost into the convention already. I get – by the time I get uh, the D23 gold pass, I then have to stand in the line – to get in myself, which is another 45 minutes. So instead right. of getting in at 9.30, I'm on the show floor about quarter to 12. You know, uh, part of that's self-inflicted, but the line was ridiculous. Set, um, and then any of the – well, let me let me go through Saturday. Saturday, we get up, 
and we kind of knew we had we had already heard horror stories from people where they had sat six hours in line to get into one of the exclusive stores to buy shit. Not a uh, panel, not an autograph, just a chance to buy exclusive Disney shit. They were right. sitting in line for six hours inside the and Disney's king of exclusivity. Yeah, so we kind of. Friday we we walked we didn't get we said we're not getting there at, you know the earliest we could have gotten there was maybe seven or eight but we had just flown in we were exhausted so we went over went after breakfast we a leisurely stroll uh, Saturday we get up we said all right well we'll try and get in a, we'll try and get in early today maybe we can get uh, a chance at going to that movie panel you were talking about right they showed the more the Marvel movie, they showed The Lion King, they showed all these different movies. We get, we walk uh, down the street from our hotel, and the line just to get into the convention center stretches all the way back to uh, within a block or two of our hotel, and then another four blocks down the other way. Wow. So it was probably a mile, a mile and a half line to get in. We looked at that and said, fuck that noise and went and uh, enjoyed the park for the morning. Now, <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's like, fuck that. No. And, you know, we, you know, we went on a few rides at the park and at noon we, we strolled right in. Now, unfortunately, um, that means exactly. I missed the Marvel movie. Pa- pa- Actually, it, it wasn't horrible in there. I mean, there was room to move. You weren't asshole to belly button. You know, okay. I mean, I, I I wasn't feeling claustrophobic, but everything has a goddamn line. You want to see the pro- props to the Pirates of the Caribbean? Two-hour wait. You wow. want to you wanna jump in Scrooge McDuck's money pit and get a picture taken? Three-hour wait. Uh, you want to have your – you want to – I, did you see the Thor Ragnarok uh, tr- clip I put up with me uh, smashing through? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. You know, uh, at certain times, that was a two-hour wait. Uh, you want to go into the – there's three exclusive stores. There's the Disney store, there's Disney Dream, and then there's uh, uh, Mickey's of Glendale. And they also have a separate pin line. The – this, uh, and I did get into all all the stores except the pin one because the pin the line to get into the pin store was eight hours to the, get the, me, the metal pins. Yeah, to get some exclusive uh, pins. Now, now eight these pins, hours. Oh, I saw you wear the pins, and yeah. the way that it works at Disney, yeah, is you have a you, lanyard. A lot, a lot of people have lanyards, and they have you pins have lanyard. on. But, and then you but go if you up ever to go to the different cast members, yep, and you trade. Uh, so, so, and you trade. But basically, from from what I've learned with the kids, mm-hmm. is you can you, you can buy these pins, you purchase them, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of times when you buy a lanyard, they'll come with two or three of them. Right. But it's a pin trading company for Disney. So right. anybody, everybody that's working in the park, they're called cast members, right? Because they're cast members, but they have these pins on them. Some are rare pins. Some are not rare. Some are, you know, some are some that they hadn't sold in ten years. You know, you right. may come across this or come across that. But you can walk up and say, "I want to trade for that pin right there." Right. And they they, they trade you. 
You know what? They, they have to. Repent. They have to. Yeah. So a lot of people you know, that I've talked to that went to Disney didn't realize that. They would buy the pins as a souvenir, and I'm like, you know, you can go up to any cast member and say, this pin, I want for that pin, and they'll take it off, they'll hand you that pin, and they'll take your pin and put it on them. Yeah. Part of the Disney magic. So, you know, my kids are always looking at the cast members. You know, they want the, 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 the steamboat Willie Mickey or this mm-hmm. or that or, you know, and like, oh my God, they don't, you know, they, you know, there's a rare one. You know, the kids are all about the rarity. Everything's rare with, with kids these days. But, but it's a fun thing. So, you know, when you go to Disney, be sure to buy the lanyard, get some pins. And, and it's fun to walk up and be like, you know what? That's my pin here. Yeah, and uh, a lot, a lot of the stores and a lot of the, a, a lot of the kiosks, they have a pin uh, board. Right, and that's that's where I do. I, I don't like go. I don't like talking to people, so I usually just go up to the pin board and uh, get something there. Oh, that's a necessity. Whenever we go to Disney, I mean, it's yeah. you know, if my kids stop to twenty cast members, they guarantee you they go trade for something. They just like the whole process, and they like. The Disney rule is that, you know what, I want that pen, let's trade, and they have to. So, you know, it's, my, my kids take it for granted. You know, it's it's like a, you know, a, a, like a fifth or sixth park at Disney is the whole pen trading. Well, yeah. They love it, man. Uh, I've been, I've been doing fun. it a few years now. And, you know, pants, you know, it's just fun. I, my, I got my wife into it this time. She had her own lanyard. And... You know, what we'll do is we'll buy uh, a starter set, you know, and they're not cheap. It's six pins for 30 bucks, but, you know, it's something to, you, you need trade bait. So you right. need some, something to trade with. So, uh, we'll buy, we'll buy a couple of those. Um, but so Mickey's of Glendale has, Mickey's of, or Mickey's of Glendale is the Imagineering company store. So that's like where, you know all the rides and all a lot of the creative stuff goes on. They have an exclusive store on campus there that the only way you or I could get in is uh, know somebody that is either an employee there or has access to the website. Right. So uh, we. Um, so I, I could care less about. I was like, I'm not waiting in line eight hours for pins, but I did get into all the stores. Um. But, you know, if you wanted to go to that mar- that panel that showed the Infinity Gauntlet and the live-action Iron- uh, Lion King, right? they capped the line at 4.30 in the morning. Oh. oh. <laughs> you know, yeah, you, it's a little too early. Um, so, so there, I mean, it's just insane out there. I mean, uh, you want to go to this panel? You're ba- Basically, you're going to be sitting on a cement floor all day long. Yeah, waiting waiting for this panel. So um, I missed the gaming panel. I missed uh, the park panel. Every everything we went to uh, was either capped already or uh, was a two to three hour wait. Yeah, so, and, and and you know we had a guest on ZombieCast one time. It was uh, he, he he wrote a book, Nine Hundred Miles, a zombie book. But he went to San Diego Comic Con and he wanted mm-hmm. to get in Hall H. For the Walking Dead panel. Mm. And he got in there, but, I mean, it was like 72 hours he had to wait in line. He's like, I slept in that line like two nights. 
No, <laughs> I, I'm too old for that shit. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> uh, so, so, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I'm going to be awful ripe after 72 hours too. You know. Um, yeah. Uh, so we, you know, were there things to do? Yeah, we. Like I said, we did get into every store. We we were able to get into the Disney store, and that this is like the store that's kind of at the mall, but right. this had some exclusive stuff just for the show. And we waited. I don't know. It was. I was like, oh, it's only forty-five minutes. Let's, because you want to see what's in there. You know, it's all blocked yeah. off. You can't see shit. So, uh, well, what exclusive stuff do they have in there? And well, we get in there. Uh, you know, they had like they had this thing that was like fifty uh, Star Wars figures. They were you know three-inch uh, things, and there was a set of them. For, 50 of them for like 150 bucks. But it's like, how the hell am I, A, I'm going to get that home and B, where am I going to put it when I get there? Um, <laughs> and I'm, I, and I'm, you know, I like my Funko Pops and Dorbs, but, you know, normal action figures, it's like $80 for, you know, uh, a special edition hand solo. It's like, yeah, no. Um, my wife and I, I, you know, my first thing was, there's nothing in I just waited 45 minutes to come in here and there's nothing that I want. Oh yeah. I you know, I bought um what did I end up getting. I got myself a a, ba- a Marvel backpack. Uh it's an it's a it's a subdued Marvel backpack, so it doesn't sh- scream uh geek. Um but, but they're the king of exclusive type stuff because yeah. you know everything. Whenever you go to Disney World, like you're talking about that store, everything at Disney is exclusive. If you buy, and 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 it's weird, you know, a lot of people. This is another hidden gem that a lot of people don't know. But if you know it, you're like, it's it's kind of special if you're a Disney fan. So like, if if you buy a shirt in the park, mm-hmm. like in Orlando, the tag. The only way to get a tag that says Walt Disney World is to buy it at Walt Disney World. Yep. If you buy it at the Disney store outside the park, it'll say Disney on it or something like that. Yeah. But even, you know, they're so exclusive to make everything so special at Disney. Like I said, the tag inside the shirt or mm-hmm. specifically just like, you know, did you buy any shirts in <laughs> there? Because I, what do the tags say at the California park? Or I, 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 it's the only way to get uh, unfortunately, they're all pa- they're already. I already on pa- yeah. It's, it either says Disneyland Park or Dis- Disney. I don't. I would have to. Look. But it's exclusive, right? Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. you know, just little things well, like that. The only way to get them, that. Ninety percent of them are exclusive. I mean, there's some stuff you'll see in the Disney store. Um, but yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. Yes, everything is exclusive. So I'm in this store. It's like I just wasted 45 minutes. Uh, so I ended up getting myself. Uh, an exclusive uh, wind-up Oswald uh, tin figure, tin soldier. Nice. Uh, I got a red She-Hulk rock candy figure, which was exclusive. I got the backpack, and I got the Oswald T-shirt. That's I awesome. Think I, I think I got an exclusive pin as well. Um, so, but it, it's, you know, and then... Uh, you know, then I said there's the Dream Store. Well, the Dream Store's theme this year was Star Wars and nostalgia. Okay. 
So, and I, that's another one. I waited an hour. At least this one had some shit I wanted. I ended up with a few t- uh, t-shirts and a couple of pins and, uh, oh, an exclusive plushie. I remember but, the one thing that I almost spent money on, talking about exclusive stuff, was in MGM Studios. Uh, it was called MGM Studios back then, but you go to the Star Wars ride, right? And I know at least two years before they were on the market that I, you know, the, what what do you call them? The, I got one here, you know, the lightsabers, but they're, uh, there's a name for them. And, uh, you know, the one that I bought, you know, Gabe said it's going for like $1,200 and I looked it up and it is, but it was the force something but, but you know those lightsabers that they sold forever and now they they're not as nice as when they first came out because when they first came out they were metal they were like 150 bucks but i know at least two years before those were on the market in any store that i ever saw anywhere you would go in the star wars store at star tours and they had those lightsabers and they were like 500 bucks and the first time you i ever saw them i was like oh my god that i would pay a thousand dollars for that if i had it well, yeah, because I would never seen them before. You know, and like I said, it was way before they came out in the store. Right. What, 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 what I've bought when I go to Star Tours is they've had the Disney characters as Star Wars uh, statues. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah These yeah. things are about two, three feet tall. Right. You know, the big ones. And I, I've bought every one of those that I've seen. I've got, you know, uh, I have Don, uh, who do I, I think I have Donald as Boba Fett. I have Mickey, uh, Mickey as a Jedi. Uh, I have all the stitch ones that have, uh, that have come out him as Palpatine and Yoda and things like that. Uh, this time the star tours, uh, store was, uh, meh. I, I mean, I, I didn't buy anything in the star tours store this time. And I always buy something in the star, star tours, and, but yeah, the star Wars is almost overwhelming there now. No, not really. <laughs> not for you. Not no. Well, a they're doing the whole new park, uh, which opens in 2019. But um, right now, it the only Star Wars, true Star Wars stuff they have there is Star Tours, Star Star Traders, which is the store, and they have um, a 12 minute film, Path of the Jedi, which kind of splices the seven movies together in. Uh, to give uh, an overview. That's all they really had in, this is California now. Um, So that's all they had at this point. But um, like I said, I went to this dream store. I got a couple exclusive star Wars t-shirts. I got a new, uh, I got an exclusive um, case for my phone with with star Wars on it. And I got, I was actually, I actually got them to, I I could uh, had them put captain on it. And they gave me a hard time about that. They said, well, are you a captain? I said, look at the way <laughs> I'm spelling it, fucktard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, if he's you, you can't put captain on it unless you are one. I said, well, I'm not spell. I'm spelling it this way. Oh, uh, I got you. So, um, but, you know, it was just, uh, and then, then we finally got into Mickey's of Glendale, which was a really, I mean, they had cool shit. I, I got a couple nice uh, Mickey Mouse polos. I got a couple T-shirts. Um, I realized that we we're going to need another bag to bring our shit home, so I bought another uh, r- rolling soft suitcase. And yeah, we we we, we got a lot of stuff. Um, and then I, uh, we actually bought more artwork that is getting shipped to the house. Yeah. So now, uh, now you've been to Disney's all around the world, right? Japan and 
I've been to Tokyo Disney. We, the, uh, we, and then just the two here. Oh, we want to go to Shanghai. Right. Ain't there one in Paris? Yeah, the, we want to go. The, it, I want to wait a, at least a year or two because the the hotel over there, which I guess is called the New York or something like that, they're redoing it as a Marvel Museum hotel. Ah, uh, that'd be sweet. So, uh, I, I, I mean, I'm not a big fr- fan of fr- France or the French, but and that's just a dangerous country to go to these days yeah uh we've actually thought about it a couple times and then just with everything that happens over there it's like yeah i don't know we'll pass um but you know london's no better and it's gonna it's eventually they're gonna hit somewhere over here but um so uh then we did the parks so i mean basically what i can say about d23 is it's a lot of lines and a lot of disappointment um, if you want to do something, uh, that's probably going to be your only, uh, thing that you're going to get to do that day. There was just line after line after line for everything. So you kind of pick one or two things and be like, all right, it's that, or are we, we just enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so like I said, we, I mean, we, we got, we saw all the vendors. We did all that. You know, there was other stuff, uh, as well. Uh, there is a whole area that is just, uh, collectibles and pins. And Sean, you want to talk about, uh, getting, uh, deals on pins? Right. I was getting, uh, I was, there were people that had grab, pin grab bags. You get 10 pins for 20 bucks. That's awesome. You know, they're probably all starter crappy shit, but it's, it, you know, it's good trade bait. Yeah, yeah. You trade, trade them for the goods. And, you know, I mean, I went I went through those and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I, I, I got a few uh, Star Wars pins out of the deal that way. So those pins are nice, man. I, I like to get a good Stormtrooper, a good uh, Boba Fett. Uh, Darth Vader, you know, it, it's, they're all unique. Sometimes you can find the head or the full body or... Yeah, it, it, I, I bought a pin good book. quality also, or a Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, I, I bought a pin book while I was there this time. I did, in fact, that's what I—that was my activity this afternoon. I filled the pin book with pins. That's sweet. So, so, so one of the big announcements there was, you know, they're building all the new Star Wars stuff mm-hmm. uh, down in Orlando. Are they doing it in, in yep. Anaheim also? Yep, they both uh, opened 2019. And they are, which we're going to go to Orlando, but we're doing Universal, and they have a new theme park called uh, Volcano Bay, Universal Studios, and then uh, I have Alice. some advice for you. What is that? Because we did you know we did Universal on uh, Monday. Okay. Now it be with your, your. Are you staying on Universal at one of their hotels? Yes. Did do, do you get the fast pass? Thing or the yeah, fronting yeah. line thing? Yeah, yeah. We, we, some deal where they threw in some of that stuff to where we get. Uh, okay, Diane, you get to skip the lines. Yeah. Okay, uh, but, but it was like so many or something like that. I don't know all the details. One, you know, one ride on each ride per day or something like that. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Diane and I did that. Um, you know, we just went for the day. And, you know, it's a, it's like $110 to get into the park, just, you know, admission each. 
Did you ride the Harry Potter ride? Yeah, I'll get to that. Um, I love that ride. But they, you know, they said, "Do you want front of the line access?" And you know, we're only we're only there for this, you know, this one day. So we bought that. Now it was insanely expensive. Uh, basically, it was two fifty for each for us to get into the park that day. We walked. So- we walked. You know, the the Harry Potter line was two hours. Right. We basically went in a different line and were on uh, the second time. The first time we got lost and I ended up in the wrong line. Uh, so we had to wait 20 minutes. But uh, the second time we basically uh, went into the correct line this time and were on the ride within five minutes. And we did that with Every goddamn ride, Dude, that's in sweet. The park. And we didn't get, you know, we didn't even st- step foot in the park until one o'clock. And by eight o'clock, we had ridden all the rides, including the hour-long studio tour. Because over there, they actually take you through. You know how you they have the stupid earthquake ride and the uh, catastrophe canyon and yeah. all that. Yeah. Well, here it's all part of one giant ride because you actually go, you know, you go by uh, the sets or, or the building where they're filming the Mindy project or, you know, on, over in that building right now, they're filming Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, uh, you know, there's uh, Jim Cameron's uh, parking space. You know, you're literally going right through the studio on yeah. a bus, and then they have these little areas where you do the earthquake thing, you do the King Kong thing. Um, they did a Fast and the Furious th- uh, bit over in uh, Uni- Universal Florida. Those are all quote unquote rides. These are all incorporated into uh, the tour of the st- uh, the studio. Right, right. So, um, but we did. Every, by eight o'clock, we had ridden every ride at least once that we wanted to. See, that, that is awesome. You, you know, we, we kind of learned a trick. You know, and you know, my son is fourteen, Chip, the oldest, Ashton. Right. And I think he's been to Disney. I think eleven times, something like that. I mean, we, we go to Disney a, a lot in Orlando, but we've learned a trick, like especially with Harry Potter. Because the Harry Potter line, you're right, can be, I mean, it can be three, four hours long because, you know, they have lines going here and it goes under the bridge and around and then, you know, you, you know what? You know, we're almost to the right chip. No, it's a whole nother fucking room of lines yeah. type deal. So we learned whenever Chloe was younger and it was like a couple times ago whenever we went to. Oh, the singles line. No, not the singles no. line. What we do is uh, we figured out where child swap is. And whenever you do child swap, the way that they do it is like, uh, you know, one person stays with the child. You know, so like if there if there's six of you and one of you can't ride, everybody rides a ride and one person stays with the child. What you know, well they don't want that person to ride the ride by themselves. So you, you swap out. Somebody watches the kid, then everybody rides again except for the one person watching the child. We learned that if you go into the exit, <laughs> some of the rides, and uh, you go to where child swap is and just step out there and say, all right, it's our turn. They'll throw you right on the ride. 
Well, unfortunately, I don't have any children, but... Well, well, no, no, you don't have to. That's what I'm saying. The last time we went, all of us rode the Harry Potter ride. Nobody stayed back with a kid. We just stepped out of the room from Child Swap. There were so many people coming and going. We're like, all right, it's our turn. Uh, They're watching our kid back there. And they're like, all right, right this way? Though you're right on the ride. (laughs) It's cheesy, but it worked. So the Harry Potter ride, is it the same as the one in Orlando? To, to uh, go in uh, wait, the, the school. Yes. And it's like you, you're on like – it's not a track. It's like you're sitting there, but it's like your arm's like on – I mean you, the ride is like you're a box on a mechanical arm that can actually spin you upside down or lift you up and lower you. You're almost yeah, like the, the four – It's a coaster, Sean. It's a coaster. Oh, see, it's different there. No, it's the same. It's it's a coaster. No, it's not a coaster in Orlando. Yeah, it is. It's it, you, you don't realize it, but it's basically uh, you're on a box in a track that spins and turns you left and right. But it's 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 uh, technically a coaster. And that's where, where you go and you see all the, like the candles floating and yeah, they have all the actors out there like the girls come through. Yeah, yeah. I could have sworn that it showed and, like like a robotic arm, almost like the Ford Motor Company. Robotic arms to put the cars together to where, you know, to where like it was like a box and it would spin it upside down and that mm-hmm. was kind of on a track. But you know, it was like you didn't know up from down and left and right and it was like it would disorient you to where you were in the moment. Well, uh, it's it's definitely a virtual ride, but I mean, it, it's basically a slow moving coaster. But it's awesome, man. I like I said, I, well, I just have thought, you tried the new one? Uh, no, we we have Rots? not. We have not been there, but we are going. And okay. I watched uh, some videos on it, and it looks like it's kind of like Transformers and uh, Spider-Man tour. It's like super no. 3D type stuff. It, oh, yes. It's super 3D, and it's all virtual, but this one is more of a hardcore coaster style ride. It's a fast. It's a faster coaster. Um, yeah, and that's where the, like, the giants are ripping stuff down, right? Yeah. yeah. So they don't have they didn't have that at uh, California yet. the The Harry Potter stuff is new in Cal, uh, California. Um, we you know, but we did that you know same thing like the Transformers ride. We had the the fat you know the front in line, so we skipped to a two hour wait there. We walked over to the Mummy. We walked right onto that one, and then that's a fun roller coaster. Yeah, the Mummy, um, a lot of fire and stuff, and, and some of the and. and the thing is, some of the ri- the rides might be at both parks, but they're both they're slightly different. So something that's really good in um, uh, I saw Transformers DC. I actually got I, I took a few pictures. I did not wait in line to have my picture taken with them. Um, but uh, you know, if you go to uh, the Mummy. In in Orlando, it might be, they do things slightly different than the way than the way it is in California, and one might be slightly better than the other. the The Jurassic Park in California is much better than the one in Florida. Um, it's more intense. It's got a few more jumps in it, um, and the dinosaurs, the final T Rex, is a lot scarier than the one in Florida. Um, you know, and so the the rides are slightly different. I did the Walking Dead thing, Sean. Oh, you did? 
Yes. See, they don't have that in, in Orlando. Well, or they, may, they, they may now. Was it no good? Uh, I, I want my two minutes back. <laughs> I, I mean, I am offended. I mean, it was that horrible. It was worse than um, a high school haunted house. Really? I mean, that's all it was, was a couple of zombies would jump out of the shadows as you walk through some dark corridors. And they had one or two guys pretending to be characters from The Walking Dead that I don't recognize. Um, but it was the dumbest thing ever. It's a yeah, waste it, it of kinda, space. It kind of looks that way. The stuff that I've seen of it. Cheesy. Almost like a, a traveling county fair. Yeah, totally cheesy. So we did that. Um, was there anything really cool over at Disney? Well, we did the VIP fireworks. Oh, that's nice. And you had your little uh, uh, snack yeah. snack chair, yeah. right? So you're basically uh, up at the t- uh, up on a, a a porch on in Tomorrowland, and you have this gorgeous view of the park. Um, from high up, you're you're not sitting there getting crushed and herded uh, down below, and you could see all the fireworks from up there, and you know, and you got to sit on a couch, and they uh, you got complimentary soft drinks, and they brought you this plate of food, you know, this snack tray, and uh, it was a nice way to watch the fireworks. And then then uh, they brought back the Fantasmic show in California. Which so, had just yeah, come back a couple of days earlier. Yeah, every time we've been to Fantasmic, and we've seen it several times. You know, one of the things I like about Disney is the Wishes fireworks, which I think they've done away with them this year. I used to love the Wishes uh, things, which I'm sure you saw several times. But but the Fantasmic, every time I've been there, my experience is I, I am dying of thirst. I'm so sticky, and there's a shit ton of people. Yeah, <laughs> and the people come out on the boats and they do the fan, you know, the the whole display of Fantasmic. But it's always just like, I want to you know, sunburn. I want to go, you know, and it's always because you, you know they always usually have two showings in Orlando, and mm. you know, they, I mean it's literally like a coliseum full of people in this grandstand. Yeah, it's like man, God bless man. It takes an hour just to get out, be able to get up and get out of the event where it comes out by Tower of Terror and all that. You know what I'm talking right. about? Yeah, 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 yeah. But you're I, all, yeah, I've, I, I've done that, and you have to like get there two hours early. Yeah. Um, here they had a fast pass for the shows, and we didn't even know about it, and we yeah, had no yeah. intention of watching it. Um. So we didn't have the fast pass, but the first one ended, and then it's like, oh no, this is the fast pass line. So we had to, you know, we had to get out because they are very strict, and they do check like three times before you get to your to to your ride or to your seat. Uh, but we found uh, we found a restaurant that was right behind where all the fast pass people were sitting, <laughs> and you ate there. And we gra- we grabbed uh, we split a order of uh, McNuggets and two and got two sodas. We had chairs, we had a table, and nice. we had uh, we, and we were you know slightly above everybody else. So uh, I actually tried to put up uh, the video over on uh, Knuckleballer, and I was just having uh, problems uh, getting it to upload. I'll try and do it uh, maybe tonight. Oh, um, I see it. But 
you know, I did, I, I recorded about three minutes of, uh, footage from Fantasmic because it is a cool show because what they do is they project, for those that don't know, is it's fireworks, it's lasers, it's lights, it's live action, it's, uh, animatronics, and then they project animated scenes on, on uh, screens made of water. Yeah. Yeah, and that it, thing, it's like a shield shooting up. Yeah. But, but the thing that I like, about it is is like the dragon it, you know, like yeah. when the dragon breathes fire it's like a flamethrower you know it's like a perfect line of fire coming out and the way that they do it in disney you know from uh fantasia where he's yeah. got uh the you know the, the, source the whole lake was on fire here yeah and they upgrade they upgraded it because there were some scenes from some of the newer movies in there as well um but yeah i'm i'm, tr- I'm trying to think was there any we did the guardians ride which is new at uh disney california now you have never done get Disney California, right? No, never. It, it's it's worth it uh, in the sense that um, both parks. If you stay uh, at the resort, you know there's three hotels. Um, you can walk to the parks. You walk through downtown Disney, and you're there. And on one side of the parking lot is Disney California, and 200 feet away on the other side of the parking lot is the Magic Kingdom. I, I heard it's small and it's older villain. Because, uh, you know, like Orlando, uh, if you research Orlando, you know, they have all the parks down there and all the hotels. But Disney literally owns and is like 40 square miles Yeah, in Orlando. So they really only are taking up like 30% of the land that they own. So they can expand and expand yeah. and expand. But being right there in Anaheim, you know, I mean, they, they – they have to build up or tear down and rebuild, right? Well, they are they are expanding. The the Star Wars thing is going to be its own land. Okay, so it, but is the Tron roller coaster is is that open there yet? No, that's Shanghai. Oh, Shanghai! Ashwin was showing me the thing and uh, Shanghai you know, or the, Singapore. The plans to where because. It, uh, Ashton's been looking up this stuff all week because you know a lot of people were mad because uh, you know the this projected to be built right beside a Space Mountain, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, they're, they're gutting and, t- Tomorrowland in Florida. Yep, to 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 put the Tron roller coaster, which looks tight. But from what we were reading on it, there were people that took a stand against them taking out the Indy 500 because you know a lot of people, me, m- myself. That was my first experience of ever really pushing a gas pedal and kind yeah. of driving a car. Yep. You know, it, and a lot of a lot of people that was their first experience, and and it, and it's been there I think since the park opened. And I think that they were were thinking about taking it out, but I think people took a stand, and uh, well, I think they're going to keep the Indy 500 there. That's one of the cool things about going to the very the various parks. Um, you know, I mean, Disney World has done away with a ton of rides. And so is Disneyland over Mr. Toe's Wild Ride. I used to love that ride. I, I, I was on it Sunday night. Because yeah, they, they still have it in Disneyland. Yeah, they don't have it at Disney World. They put uh They put something. a Winnie the Pooh or Yeah, something. yeah, yeah. One of the new ones. So, so you know, and it was like that we have to you know, it was like we have to ride Mr. Toad's Wild Ride because this is the only place it still exists. Uh, my well I'm gonna see if you can uh, off hit you from the side here do you remember what your first ride at disney world was my first ride at disney world was first time when 
whenever you would. It was, yeah. I grew up watching wrestling, uh, watching the, the awesome Ric Flair, which was at the con I was at this past week. Got to meet Ric Flair, but, uh, it was Space Mountain. You know, he used to always talk about Space Mountain. But me, that was the I was, first I, ride you went on when you went the, to Disney the first time. Yeah, because my, my cousins had been before and my uncle had been and, you know, it was two of our families that went together and I was scared shitless. You know, I was not a roller coaster person, but they drug me on it and that was the first thing. No, it was either that or the transportation of tomorrow, which is, you know, those little blue cars that, mm. But but it, it was pretty much Space Mountain was the first ride that I ever rode there. What was yours, Chip? Mine was the old twenty thousand leagues under the sea submarine. Yeah, that was in it, Disney World. Yeah, and that pool's still there. That, yeah, it's gross, but it's there. Um, they redid that. They still have it or re remodeled it at Disneyland, and right. now now it's the Finding Nemo submarine ride, and it's. You know, my my wife was like, "You really want to go on this?" And I, and she goes because she remembers it in Florida, and it was lame. I mean, but when I was twelve years old, it was cool because it's the first time I was ever on a submarine. Yeah, I remember. Know? I remember looking through those things, and you know, and they make you feel like that you're going underwater. And what it is the submarine from it, but it's just kind of on the track. You know, you're already underwater, but the way that they they blow yeah. the bubbles, you remember that? And it would blow yeah. the bubbles at your window, and you're like, "Oh man." But, Looks like we're going down, and but you are actually up. underwater. I mean, yeah. you are yeah. in a in a submarine, and, and you know I've done a real submarine in Hawaii. Um, but you know, when I was twelve years old, that was the coolest thing I thought in the park was this lame ass submarine ride, and yeah. we went and we got into uh, Magic Kingdom. The first night I think we got there was Sunday night. Um, because we'd been spending a lot of time over at Disney California. Um, and, you know, we were just kind of bumming around, for, you know, just, you know, after dinner hanging out type thing. And I see the submarine, my, you know, she's giving me these looks. And I said, no, let's do this. And I said, you know, this, I remember the first time I went to Disneyland, that was the first ride my father took us on. Because I think it was the first thing we saw pretty much. But, yeah. uh uh, so it was, it, it was stuck just, with you, right? Yeah. I was like, I haven't done this in 30 years. So, you know, yes. And it was stupid, but, uh, I still did it. Yeah. It was awesome, man. Reminisce. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we, we, we were there, we were there seven days or yeah, five days in, uh, and at least part of five days in, di- in the parks and while we did pretty much everything we wanted to do in Disney California, we barely put a dent in uh, the Magic Kingdom. You know, we had we had a few rides at night. Um, we did the Indiana Jones uh, ride. We did the Matterhorn. Uh, this was just yesterday, actually. Um, we did Splash Mountain. I was threatening to do Flash Mountain. I figured I might get thrown <laughs> out of the park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, a fun ride, Splash Mountain. Yeah. Burr Rabbit, Burr Fucking. The air condition unit that they use in that ride feels so damn good. Cause it, you know, they, it's always nice and cold inside of it. And you get a little wet and you go in, but, but I don't know if you've ever paid attention, but how nice. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's something, something about Splash Mountain, the way the air condition unit works in there, man. It's just like, man, I could stand here all day. In Soren, California. Yeah, or Soren, actually, it's Soren the world now. 
Um, that they uh, have a not only do they have fans outside, but they uh, they missed you as you stand in line. There's uh, mist, mist spraying to keep you cool as you stand in. Uh, so it's outside there because you, know, you wait inside in Orlando. Well. It depends on how long the line is. This one was yeah, but, outside, but, but, going in, and and then inside. So but, but, you know, it, it in Epcot where Soren is, it's kind of like a a there's an eatery there, where yeah. you go in. It's like a cafeteria, and then they got like uh, that one ride to where they got all the giant vegetables and stuff. The land, yeah, I think it's what it's called. And then Soren is over there, and then what was that one ride they just had? The Michael Jackson ride. Uh, Captain EO. Yeah. Yeah, and all that used to be in there. Yeah. Do you remember when Figment was a big thing? Oh, yeah. Uh, and and uh, Dreamfinder would walk around, and he would have the purple dinosaur Figment, uh, the, the puppet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, my kids have never seen Dreamfinder, unless you're riding the Figment ride, which is kind of in that same building. But, uh, did they I have still a have few Dreamfinder? plush Figments. Yeah, yeah, and we we have a ton of figments. But you remember whenever you were younger, though, you know, Dream, uh, I think his name was Dreamfinder, would walk around and he would have a figment puppet sitting on his arm, kind of walk, you know, like, like you I know, think uh, so yeah, it's one of the people. But now it's like, uh, what's his name? Not Michael Palin, uh, Eric Idle. Okay, from Monty Python, you know, the the fi- mm-hmm. figment, you know, figment of your imagination. I, you know, I like Epcot, some of those rides like that. Like you go to the like the Swedish part or whatever, and they got the little log ride that's in the store. And, you know, yeah. I don't know. They, they, they ruined that. They turned it into Frozen. Yeah, that's right. They did. But, you know, all those little rides. And I think like Mexico, they had this boat yeah, Three Caballeros. Yeah. I, I love that stuff, man. Our two, our two Mexicans aren't here tonight to – Correct us on the pronunciation. Yeah, yeah, for real. But so, are you excited about the new hotel that they're building, Chip? And it's a Star Wars hotel. And from Star- my understanding, what is it? Star Wars hotel? And it's completely immersive. And you're going, and all the the employees have special roles and play characters. And I guess, I guess you can go on some type of adventure. Everybody gets an adventure, like yeah. Westworld. Yeah. Like the yeah. TV show Westworld, Westworld where yeah. everything's interactive, and uh, nobody's so, going to be So well, I get to bang Slave Leia is what you're telling Yeah. Me. Yeah. Right. But, but you know, but they, they're setting it up, and I know Disney's going to do it right. They claim whenever you look out your window, you're not going to see outside your window. Right. It's going to be you're gonna, it's gonna be space. And, and I, dude, I bet you they're going to nail it to where, to where they trick the brain. Yeah, well, they do that. Don't uh, you've been on? Oh no, you haven't done the Disney cruises. Um, I hear the inner cabins; they have portholes where it looks like, uh, and you look out, and it looks like you're looking outside at the sea. So really? they, tr- they, yeah, they trick uh, you with the inner cabins that way. That's crazy. So, but you know, it's it's Disney. They do a great job. Um, I got. I got a lot of cool swag. Uh, you were asking me if I bought a T-shirt, uh, Sean. What I decided uh, this time, when I packed for this trip, packed I all packed, Disney. Well, no, 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 no. I, I packed uh, some underwear. 
I packed, uh, <laughs> I, I packed uh, pajamas. I packed uh, probably seven or eight pairs of shorts because I knew I was going to sweat through a few. And I packed two shirts. And bought the rest. And I just I, I bought everything else. And, yeah, I bought all my T-shirts and shirts at the parks and at the convention. So, like, so you done, like, the dream trip, right? Uh, coming from Connecticut-ish mm-hmm. to, to, to buy all the stuff that you bought. And I'm not being nosy, but just ish. How much coin-ish are, are we talking? I'm not allowed to say. Three, huh? I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> um, I think Disney now has the mortgage on my house. Um, right, because you know we'll do that. Like, like last year when we took the cruise, you know we enjoyed the cruise, but you know we spent five thousand dollars on you know, taking that vacation, uh, which you know we could have done a lot of things, but you know what? It it was worth every penny. We. Uh, you know, I I got a lot of Stitch shirts. I got a you know, I got some Guardians stuff. I got some Star Wars stuff. Um, basically, any uh, design that had Stitch on it, I think I own right now. Um, but yeah, you know, it's uh, you know, it was a, it was a fantastic trip. I'm glad my wife was able to put it together and make it possible that we could go and I'm probably going to hear about uh it for the next couple of months as the bills roll in but um you know it's uh, fun we have it's fun and we are disney files we're not the, I, I I don't know if I would ever go to D23 again though Sean it is the most miserable convention experience I have ever had but you had your fill you've been you've been there done that like me Mardi Gras probably wouldn't get back but you know what we done it yeah, it, it was just, it was a lot of, you know, I, th- I think it was probably $200 for uh, each for uh, three-day passes. And the fact that you, you just had no, hardly any access to the panels for a reasonable person. You know, I mean, I'm not going to go sleep outside or sit on a, a, a cold uh, floor overnight for uh, a movie panel. And the Marvel section was only 15 minutes long. I heard. You know, um, right. you know that uh, they need to do. I don't know what they need to do. Lesson, uh, uh, put let fewer people in. Do something different. But uh, it just it was it wasn't. It was an okay experience. But it wasn't uh, it wasn't pleasant. It wasn't as uh, well organized as uh, a New York Comic Con. Even Sunday when we went, you know, we got there at a reasonable hour. It still took us about an hour and ten minutes to get to step foot in the door for for the line just to get into the place. So it was more of a hassle than joy, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, if you're going there and you just want to poke and, uh, you know, if if you want to get there at noon and say, well, screw it, I'm not going to go to any of the panels. I, you know, I pl- I talked to all the video game guys there. Uh, you know, I did that for the B team and uh, played uh, Capcom at whatever. But overall, I I don't recommend it. 
Yeah, I mean, unless you're going to spend some serious coin on some exclusives that you uh, are going to stand in line uh, anywhere from two to four hours and hope that they still have the exclusive you're looking for when you get in there, I'm not sure. uh, We were both talking, saying, yeah, I'm not sure we would go back. But you know, it's you, you. You got D twenty three to put on your podium, though, right? Yeah. So you know, it's, it's, off, it's off the bucket list. Good, good. I'd like to get to this. What was the Star Wars thing that they had this year down in Orlando? Star Wars Fan Expo. Yeah, they will say that would be a lot of fun. I think that'd be fun for a day. I mean, how much? You know, I enjoy Star Wars. I don't know if I could sit through panel after panel after panel. Yeah, and See, you know, I, I don't know. Which I talked about before you. Know, me and Freeman Mom, we got in the lottery, uh, and actually, they you know got drawn to get tickets to go whenever uh, George Lucas put all of his stuff in the Smithsonian for one mm-hmm. year. Yeah, and it was like it was basically one hundred percent of things from Star Wars. You know, it was you know they they even had. The powderized snow from uh, from the AT-AT scenes and stuff like that, and the original AT-ATs and the Millennium Falcon and Darth Vader and the Imperial Walkers and this and that and you know the Imperial Guards and you know Job of the Hut. It was the mm-hmm. real Job of the Hut, and it was you know, but that that was pretty neat, and it was free to get in. It's just you had to enter a lottery like in January, and our tickets were drawn for like six months later. But we I, went I up there and saw to, all that stuff. I would love to do that. You know, like I, you know, I put the pictures up. The like you said, the props from the Marvel booth. Well, the only time I was able to get most of the time, the Marvel booth was it was too small, and I mean, it was asshole to belly button uh, the entire time because they were doing signings and whatnot, and trying to get into the. It was the only place on the floor that uh, was very, very claustrophobic. So at, when all the panels were done at the end of the, the day, Sunday, I was able to walk in there and I got all those great pictures that people liked of the the models and the statues and the Infinity Gauntlet and the costumes from Black Panther and Ragnarok. But, uh, you know, it was uh, Marvel had this t- tiny part of the floor and, you know, even if they had twice as much space, you know, the pl- it would have just been even more jam-packed. But, uh, you know, it's done. It's over. Yeah, I'm doing one day at New York Comic Con, and that's it. Right. Uh, we're, we're, doing fr- we're doing the Friday at Comic Con, and uh, that's my convention uh, plans for the year. Sweet, sweet, man. Well, well, yeah, I was looking forward to hearing all this stuff, man. Thanks for sharing it. Well, thank you. Glad to glad to have some material for this week. <laughs> yeah, it was good. And uh, you know, I, I've been out, you know, DJing and stuff. Uh, I have one last event, which is next Thursday. Uh, but you know, we we have some changes coming to Knuckleballer Radio. Uh, we're wanting to amp this show up. We're wanting to climb with this show. We want to put it back where it's always been. I've been slack lately. That has been fixed. Uh, you know, maybe some new artwork, some new uh, intro music, some uh, good stuff. Uh, maybe a new format. But uh, we some are new hosts at the drawing boards. We are at the drawing boards for uh, 
some good knuckleballer radio stuff. And Does that mean new hosts as well? No. No, new producer. New producer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, uh, are we going to be off next week, Chip? Like I said, I have that one event, that one wedding event, which is uh actual wedding show, uh, which is happens to be on a damn Thursday. You tell me, boss. <laughs> uh, well, well I, I will be doing that next week. I think we're going to be off next week. Uh, we're going to come back uh, two weeks from tonight uh, with some goodness, uh, some amped up stuff. We're going to be uh, looking more into celeb guest, uh, kind of bringing the punch in the chest of what knuckleball can be and will be. Uh, but yeah, we've been uh, discussing a lot of stuff. So uh, some good things are coming from knuckleball. In a better way, consistency, like I said, one for me, uh, because I've been slack lately, uh, to a weekly thing, uh, which, you know, we know you look forward to knuckleball every week, but you're going to crave knuckleball every week. And we're really excited about it. You know, we're going to spend some, you know, maybe, uh, this weekend talking and crafting and, and working up some stuff, but, uh, but in two weeks from tonight, we'll be back. Uh, those that listen to us on the feed, uh, we do want to thank you guys, especially the live chatters. Uh, yes, this is going to be a reboot. Uh, Zach Free says it in chat. I will say yes. What about you, Chip? It's going to be a amped up reboot of Knuckleballer Radio. Yeah. I mean, if Eli wants to do an up and vape episode next week, I'm probably free on Thursday. But uh, more than likely, we are going to take next week off. And... Uh, it's, you know, t- tonight, I-, I think you could hear the spirit in my voice, the excitement. You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of people told me lately, hey, Freeman, you know, like you used to be, man. So, you know, all that's being fixed. I got the little Keebler elves inside me, rebuilding me, the amped up, the hyper, the guy that gets stuttered over his own sentences. Uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun coming up. Yeah, and it's not going to be uh, the cliche episode. Uh, it's going to be good stuff every week. And, uh, you know, I want to thank Chip. Chip has uh, really saved Knuckleball over the last year. Uh, you know, for one, you know, whenever I was working overtime, Eli's working a lot of overtime. Uh, Chip, you were always there, man. So I want to thank you dearly for that, man, because uh, you and Norma, uh, like Freeman, the slack jaw yokel. <laughs> but uh but chip dude i want to thank you man for uh keeping knuckleball going and amped up every week uh you know uh you you bring it every week for sure but uh you know it's a chemistry it's a flow it's a magic that we create just like disney magic and you know, uh we, we always talk about doing shorter shows and right. look at this one i mean we're already uh at the two hour mark and you know, it's the same thing over with B team because you know supposedly B teams are supposed to be under two hours. Uh, my unofficial rule, but you and I just you, me, Eli, we get talking, and it's because we actually like each other or pretend to, uh, and get into the conversation and just can't shut up. Yeah, you know, I mean, I know one of the things was. You know, it's always uh, a theme, shorter shows, but it's just, this is all natural and organic. Like we said, there is no script. Yeah. 
We, I mean, we just showed up tonight with nothing. Well, we both had ideas of what we were going to talk about, but it could have been a, it could have been a, an hour show. It could have been a three hour show. We don't know. Um, when we go into this, uh, because we will go off on tangents. We will get, you know, uh, we will, uh, just discuss things and get into it. And, uh, I, that is not going to disappear. But, um, we are, uh, you know, uh, we are committed to the show. It's going to continue and hopefully we have a full cast each week. Yeah. Most, most of the time. Everybody needs a week off. I mean, that, that's just the way it, it, it is. But, sure. you know, there's enough of us available that, at least two of us should be able to show up every week. And hopefully it's not always me. <laughs> All right. And, 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 and one thing that I'm guilty of, and I've been told this, uh, you know, you know, Jay Lee uh, told me, kind of gave me my magic back last week. And, and you know, and he's like, Sean, people like you for you. Just be you. Be hype. You know, you know, if you get tongue-tied in a sentence, it's what we like. Cheers. It's what people like. People like the heightness of Freeman. And, and I got to say, you know, I've none of us, none of us are professionals at this, right? None of us have any training. I mean, I stumble over my words, and the ers and ums each week kill me. That's why I listen to the shows to torture myself. Yeah. But, but so that I've been guilty of is. You know, when, when Knuckleball Cast started and Knuckleball the Radio started, you know, we, we would do the pitch thing or whatever. But, you know, I would set out to do a task to talk about on the show each week. And it seems like lately, you know, I just, I just, I just grabbed the plastic cup out of the cabinet and we're going to talk plastic cups this week. Just something to fill the void. But like tonight, you know, we talked about D23, which you always bring stuff to the table, Chip. But like for me, you know, I talked the con. You know, I, I want to talk about, you know, the, the hotel and public drunkenness. But uh, in, instead of just gibberish for me bringing to the show, I'm going to bring stuff to the show. Just like I used to, just, you know, the, the people liked. You know, it was, you know, it, you know, if I'm going to talk about some new shoes that I got, I'm going to fucking talk about the new shoes that I got. And we're going to have good conversation about it. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. So in two weeks, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's going to be some good stuff. A reboot. A reboot of Knuckleballer Radio. So I'm looking forward to it. So we're, I'm excited. So it may, you know, maybe Chip and Elon will be back next week for a vape show. Uh, maybe not. But we'll definitely be back in two weeks. In full force. The trial force or whatever. But uh, we're very excited. I'm excited, Chip. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good stuff. Yeah, and Chip asked me, you know, we were talking before the show, and I'm going to share this. He said, I'm in, Sean. I'm, in, I'm into doing this show. He said, but I need, I need your uh, certainty that you want to do knuckleball. And I thought to myself, you know, we could stop, but I don't want to stop. I don't, I don't want to. I want to be here every week. I want to talk fun. I want to talk smiles. I don't want to. I don't want to be bring the dreary topics to the table. I'm going to bring the fun stuff. People don't want to listen to hear about, you know, death and destruction all the time. They want to hear us debate and have fun fights and 
arguments and good stuff and who's the best character and you know Sean some some of our serious shows are some of the best stuff we've done the Black Lives Matter show was I think you know a great one of the best episodes of Knuckleballer certainly since I've been here but even uh, overall I mean that just it it was timely it was it was all off the cuff and uh it sparked a lot of debate um we're going what we're going to do is we're just we're uh we're bringing the fire back to knuckleballer um it's going to be a leaner show um to an extent and uh we are just you know it, it's still going to be the same knuckleballer you liked it's just uh we're going to tweak it a little yeah it's going to be fun it's going to get it's Mojo. It's, the Mojo lives on. But, Chip, let's get to the wrap-up show, man. Where can people find you? You can find me Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, on allgames.com, doing the B-Team podcast with Ryan, Fred, and Eli, where we discuss, where we discuss games, tech, movies, and TV. And then you can catch me Friday nights as well on allgames.com, 8 p.m. Eastern, on Agents of Shield cast, where we are discussing the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we'll be talking about all the D23 news that I didn't see, and you guys saw a hell of a lot more of it than I did. Oh, and yeah. I'm jealous. Um, and we will also be covering the latest episodes of, or I think we're up to episode four of Iron Fist on Netflix. We want to try and finish it before um, Defenders comes out next, oh, in about three weeks. So yeah, we're never gonna finish it in time, but we will get. <laughs> we got all winter to get through it because there's no shield until January. Ah, so uh, so you can find me on Twitter.com/slash FreemanDaddy5. My Xbox One gamer tag is FreemanDaddy7, and also do a zombie radio show for the Zombie Research Society here on All Games on Monday nights, eight o'clock p.m. Eastern at AllGames.com forward slash live or chat. Uh, which, uh, you know, the Zone Research Society is, uh, led by Matt Moak, which is on the MCs of Talking Dead. So, you know, it's a lot of fun stuff over there. It's called Zombie Cast, but it's more comedy and front porch, you know, type conversation with your bros, just like we have here on Knuckleballer Radio. So, you know, you don't have to be into horror. You don't have to be into zombies. A lot of times, you know, we just talk, uh, fun stuff. You know, we maybe some of the stuff we talk about on here, you know, we might talk about a new movie, Wonder Woman or something. Uh, but, uh, check out Zombie Cast over zombiecast.net. And uh, I look forward to the future, Chip. It's going to be fun, Sean. I'm strapped up. I got the five-point harness strapped up, ready to go. Get it amped up. Get hype. Get uh, twisted a little bit. But on behalf of the mighty All Games Radio Network, Mr. Captain Chaos and Mr. Eli So Doom, and myself, Freeman Daddy 5, we could call episode Freeman and the man named Chaos a total rap. Night, Knuckleballers! With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.